Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cult Following, the podcast brought to you from the fine folks who bring you Cult Classics AZ every third Saturday at the Pollock Tempe Cinemas. Visit cultclassicsaz.com to find out what movie we'll be playing next. I am Victor Marino, uh, and I am one of three who will lead you down the cinematic path to evil, and we have such delights to show you. Uh, also is Adam Rutkowski. Hello! And Kirby Nelson. Oh. <laughs> Did you just burp? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just trying to do a little bit more death metal, but uh, <laughs> my voice is actually a little bit worn down. So Yeah, Kirby's in a death metal band. What's it called, Kirby? Splatter Kill, our horror-focused death metal band. I like that focus. Um, so uh, we just uh, wrapped up our uh, best of 2014 edition of the podcast, and um, we're going to get into some more of our best and worst of this year uh, coming up shortly. But, uh, you know, we've just been uh, batting around here thinking of movies we've just been watching recently. And, like, what's the last uh, good movie you saw on uh, Netflix or Amazon? Or Oh, you put the modifier in there saying good. Oh, well, you can say bad, too. <laughs> what's this random movie? Because at first it was just, what movie oh. have you seen on Netflix most yeah. recently? You can ignore the qualifier. Ah, uh, gee. <sighs> Probably something my wife is watching in the background. I don't remember the last thing that I actually watched on Netflix on my own. Uh, I can say the last thing that we saw in the theater was Into the Woods. And you, oh, the... to go see that. So is that a musical? I don't really know yes. much about that. It's front to back music. Okay. Um, it, it, I thought it was pretty good. I, I'm, I'm not afraid to watch musicals. I like them. Sometimes I even seek them out. I think they're a lot of fun. This kind of seemed like a, a two-parter. I know it's based on a, you know, a Broadway production from Oh, years it is. Ago. It's like Wicked or it's something. Wicked. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you could tell like where the, the, the curtain would come down and then everyone would get up for their little intermission and then come back because it has like two, it, two it tonally, it's two different, uh, it, well, it, it's, it's like halfway through, it becomes a completely different film. Hmm. Interesting. Kind of, kind of playing a take on the first half of the film, but I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, maybe the song so much I didn't get into, um, you know, that's that Steven Sondheim stuff is a little bit too much for me mm. but uh it was it was kind of tongue-in-cheek and, and interesting to watch i, I enjoy musical i, I mean i really I, I really liked late late miserables with um wolverine yeah Hugh i don't know you know into the woods i don't think it, <laughs> i didn't need to necessarily see it in the theater yeah you know there's somebody's boyfriend who was dragged along to that that was like oh god wolverine's in this and gladiator <laughs> so good wolverine's singing against gladiator <laughs> catwoman's in it too oh, yeah. <laughs> see i saw les mis and i actually you know i love that story i've always thought it was great i yeah, love Jean the old Jean. yeah the uh liam neeson one from like 98 was pretty well done had some great great um actors and actresses and i really enjoyed but with musicals and stuff it's like i'd like to say i don't like musicals but then i love tons of them it's just though i do think i go a little bit more towards stuff that i'm interested in but i mean i grew up on a lot of them so it's just one of those things it's interesting how much how many musical um 
uh, not just films, but there's a lot of things on shows um, that I grew up on. I mean, the, the most prominent I can think of is how much I am a massive Simpsons acolyte. Like, I, The Simpsons is my favorite show. I just yeah. live for it. And it's there's even a whole episode, uh, all singing, all dancing, where they literally mock that Homer's like, I hate musicals. <laughs> and yet, that's all they do is musical bits. But well, so does Family Guy. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane's a big uh, song and dance guy. guy. Yeah. He loves yeah. the standards. and um, But even shows like 30 Rock and stuff, I think about things where there's a lot of bits. And it just works. Um, I think musicals, it's just one of those things about whether it fits or not. Right. And that's the most difficult part. And how, if a musical or a musical segment is actually going to work in a film or. Yeah. My wife movie. said it for, for into the woods, There's it, it kind of lost some of the, uh, sentimentality mm. and some of the power behind the emotion of it. She didn't feel as like emotionally impacted as she did when she saw it on stage. So is, it, is, it, is this like Les Miserables where the actors are singing or is it dubbed in? Uh, hard to say how they they approached it. I don't mm-hmm. think it's like on set there. They have the microphones all pointed. Oh, in. I mean, like, I mean, you know, like, like Anne Hathaway won like an Oscar for her singing in Les Miserables. Like, is or is it like I that? Mean, they, they do talk. They have regular dialogue, and then they kind of break into you know their song and dance mm-hmm. routine. Well, not so much dance. Yeah. It's so is it, is it more like I'm saying? So it's kind of like Sweeney Todd or something. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Did All you see right. Gallivant last night by chance? You know, I didn't, but it just showed up on Hulu and okay. I was like, what is Gallivant? I'm not familiar. If you did see it, it's just it's just like that. It's just kind of they do like a situation and all of a sudden they just start singing their lines. They're pretty self-aware. Oh, of the like fact once that more with feeling the Buffy musical kind of? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's kind of right. how Anne described it. Well, and they it, really yeah. described it as that. Like I saw like this is, uh, you know, it's a refreshing, fun take. You know, when I, I read the byline or whatever on mm-hmm. on it you know so it's interesting hmm. the last musical i was emotionally touched by was definitely evil dead <laughs> right to the heart yeah. that's actually probably my probably one of my three favorite musicals of all time it's just perfect yeah that was a lot of fun yeah especially if you've gotten to see i know adam has a lovely display in his home commemorating that event i am probably the only one who hasn't seen evil dead the musical yeah, yeah. Just go out to Vegas, not yeah, too far exactly. away. Yeah, exactly. Well, we got to do that later on this year, hopefully. No doubt. Let's go now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the last thing you saw, Kirby? Uh, you know, there's always that, like, um, secret shame stuff. of, And Netflix is full <laughs> of it. That I'll watch it. I'm most people, I'll watch anything, and that's my hard part. Is we were talking earlier when we just did our lists, and I go, you know, the hardest part for me in doing a best of 2014 list is that I didn't see much this year. I really did not get out to as much as I would have liked to have seen. And um, I'm also one of those people where um, I've realized that um, I'll just start watching something. I never, I cannot get as focused as I used to on, you know, I'll have a stack of movies and I'll sit there for years. So with Netflix helps me as like, you know, pulls up, but I end up watching a lot of garbage and uh, the most recent, uh, that's uh, the most recent, recent what the most recent uh, <laughs> <laughs> just in the disposal was um i frankenstein oh no oh my god yeah. i saw this travesty oh, no. okay so it, it, i don't have to tell you if you've seen it uh but this, it is that the, uh, movie makes no sense to me whatsoever <laughs> it is a it is the van helsing sequel no one really asked for <laughs> Pretty much. um it literally I think the whole Frankenstein monster, they, they, they've tried now so many different ways to do it um, and to reinvent it and all this. And I, 
I literally, the closest thing I can say to this film besides Van Helsing was totally the movie Legion. Except, uh, and there is it, angels it, in it. It's totally like the love child of like Legion and Underworld. Exactly. From That's what I one. actually, I understand that this was like supposed to be part of like an Underworld universe kind of movie. And I could completely see that. It has pretty much all the same actors. Bill Nye slumming it in another Len Weissman movie, unfortunately. Yep. But like my guy, I, I watch this. I'm like, okay, let's see. It has Aaron Eckhart playing Frankenstein, and then he lives in a castle that with then it turns like Disney's gargoyles, with like these benevolent gargoyles who like take care of him, um, who turn into angels. Is that how that works? It's it's pretty much that. And then you have you know you expect the gargoyles when they first come up to be the demon. No, no, no. They are, are uh, you know, protectors. And then the demons are actually just, you know, uh, look like people. I mean, 90% of the film. And then they, then a couple of them Yeah, that's supernatural and, disease where yeah. their eyes change color. And exactly. Like, uh, and then the overall part, there's one guy who, Bill Nye's character, who's an evil businessman. And uh, he's trying to figure out how to bring dead things to life. And then I'm going to ruin it for you because it's a terrible it's movie. It's got a, they, they lifted quite a bit from Daybreakers too. Oh there's, yeah, no, there's, it's there's a, a huge rip off of like Daybreakers and Hellboy. And it, yeah. it's like a mishmash of bad nineties movies. But it visually, Underworld is definitely a great reference, but I, can, I mean, it's 10 years later and it still looks and like Resident Evil. It, yeah, that's Yeah, there's a huge, like, oh yeah, it turns out uh, Bill Nye is a demon who's been collecting powerful corpses for hundreds of years Spoiler alert. yeah and basically he needs the secret of frankenstein's monster to activate them so that demons can possess the bodies and take over the world that's the plot it sounds way more cogent than if you actually watch the movie all I can say is, is that my favorite part still is that how Aaron Eckhart looked way more brutal in Dark Knight. Exactly. And, and in this film, it's he like. He has perfectly I, combed blonde yeah, hair. And he, he's literally, it's Aaron Eckhart, but he's basically playing Hellboy down to the overcoat. It's really bad. Like, you don't think for a minute he's playing Frankenstein. Yeah, I'm just glad to admit that, and that is a safe place where we can talk <laughs> about these kind of things. Now, yeah. does this have to do anything with Dracula Untold? No. It's just Frankenstein is a you know public domain character, so... Well, so so it's Dracula, isn't it? Yeah, but, but I think it's different studios. But Dracula Untold, which I have not seen, the way I do understand is that they are trying to set up to revamp the Universal monsters through that style. Yeah, they Just are. Just like Coppola's few, Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Tried well, to do. from what I understand, they want to do like a shared monsters universe, and then they figured, oh well, <sighs> we can kind of tie that in with this movie. But if it sh if the movie bombs, which it did, we can just ignore it. Yeah, and, I'm not surprised. Yeah, so but that. Was, did well overseas. I yeah. mean, see, that's the thing is, is that, and that's what studios are going. Oh, can we take a, a domestic risk on this to for a hopefully form payoff? Yeah, and it's hard to say. I mean, I wouldn't say that's the movie I'm most disappointed by this year. I Frankenstein. Since. But do you, do you think like <laughs> like like trying to reboot the Universal classic monsters? They're I'm guessing it's Universal. Yeah, it that is. They mm -hmm. still have the um, uh, that they're trying to look for their Marvel angle. Th that's exactly what it is. They're not going to be horror movies. They're going to be like Hellboy type movies where it's like, oh, this tortured creature trying to find its world in a 
you know, a university didn't make. Well, and, not just that. I mean, just over the overall blanket of it. Yeah, and my guess is from what I've read. They're trying to have, like, their 10-year plan of... Yeah, exactly. This, this, I think the this. first one is, like, a, a Frankenstein or a Mummy reboot, reboot, and that comes out in 2017 or 2019. They know. just need to churn them out, like, one a year. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't would, see how they yeah. would not be I able mean, to. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'll probably watch them just... But I'm disappointed. But by yeah, that. it's a, it's an October release, and it's just going to be that. Yeah, we. But like Victor says, very sanitized, homogenized. It's all about and making them emphasizing their superpowers. Like I, when I saw the Dracula Untold trailer, I was like, "Wow, this really went full bore for like." you know, complete comic book mm-hmm. flair. Yeah. Like, it, he has all every power. Not not that well, it hasn't happened I, I, in other I films, think those people at Universal are looking like, oh, Frankenstein is basically the Hulk, and, you know, Blade is like Dracula, so we can make them superheroes, you know. And I, I don't know, that's not the way I would go, but, you know, I don't run Universal. Just bring back the Monster Squad. Yeah. That's true, too. Exactly. <laughs> that's the way to do it. I mean, I, I miss, like... uh monsters being monsters i don't yeah. see why that's so hard yeah and kids being like real kids like in the goonies yeah. monster squad you know not so just uh candy coated yeah yeah you know, i i can only film i can think of in that vein in the last few years has been um on the mainstream level was super eight Oh, I, yeah. I can't think of another oh, film. Oh, yeah. Well, that was deliberately kind of trying yeah, to get Yeah, throwback, but yeah. it still yeah, worked. Yeah. But uh, I'm just surprised with Wesley Snipes' problems. He really has not done Blade 4 yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, we both... I also watched I, Frankenstein, and I wouldn't say that's the movie I was most disappointed by in 2014, but I think we're all about to get into what movie were we most disappointed by in 2014 and adam what was your most disappointing i was really looking forward to this film it looked and it felt exactly like something i wanted this was before i believe this was before guardians of galaxy came out and i was just itching for something that was good and a bit of a throwback to uh, you know a little bit of that kubrick style a little bit of that cherry 2000 i'm talking about automata oh you know i had been wanting to see that movie it's not good boy i had just you know i had i was cautiously optimistic about it Uh because really it could have gone either way visually it looked intriguing uh story-wise was like right up my alley but yeah it kind of looked like from the trailer from kind of like a cross between like blade runner and children of men or something yeah or that or you know even like district nine yeah, you know, yeah something yeah, exactly. like that um what's the next one that he's coming out with it's that uh the the robot one uh neil um blomkamp blomkamp uh but he's it's kind of similar to Automa. um mm-hmm. but it's you know it's it's the 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 was it isaac asimov um the robot rules and um the three what are the three rules yeah yeah, yeah the three rules uh, laws of robotics but, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of like the, then you know the robots um have their own uh will okay. and they can perform their own um tasks based on their their own will uh but i don't know it just it didn't go fast enough for me I don't think that's just the nature of like movies now because I do like kind of a slow build to stuff. But, but you're it saying just it's too slow, like Stepford Wives or something. It didn't. Um, it didn't play. You know the one, two, three parts in a, in a very good way. It feels languid to you. 
Yes, that's why it's so hard to talk about it because yeah. it's just it's it's just kind of vapid. I, yeah, I don't not, like uh, when you're like watching a movie and you can kind of predict what's going to happen, well, and, and you have to like sit through. The, they didn't know how to fill it. Okay, it feels like a movie that might have been better as a short. It would have been better as a short. Okay, I think if it was, um, I believe it's a Spanish filmmaker that um, Antonio Banderas wanted to, you know present to the world that he was very passionate about this project but i um i just think it was just the wrong project hmm. maybe it was a shorter film it could have been that a lot of times when shorts are extended they just don't uh yeah don't work as well it's interesting that that's one i really honestly can say i i probably heard of in passing but that's just one never came through to me so that's that's interesting which is in our mass saturation is not impossible to believe but it's interesting and that's it's kind of on that point is that you know you wonder if you see the trailer and you know read up on it you know if you know it's not necessarily just looking for spoilers but if that alone you know because that's the one thing i've told people is like trailers you know you watch older trailers and a lot of them give away the entire film oh, sure, yeah. but it's interesting now they kind of do that kind of don't but i said the big part of them I mean, you had to have a really good memory uh back in the 60s 70s whatever whereas now i mean you can watch anything on youtube oh yeah, you had to be a real cinephile even as as far as far back as the 90s you had to like yeah. you know not as many movies count, but like if you watch independent films or genre movies, you really had to ha- have your ear to the ground. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So, what was was I Frankenstein your most disappointing movie, <laughs> Kirby? Maybe I put words in your mouth. No, I you know because that's the thing I am going with any expectations, so it's a lot easier to say something. But you know, it's hard. I I kind of had. The, the what I would consider the easy target without a doubt for me was I didn't go in with high expectations but was um amazing Spider-Man 2 you know I don't go in with you know I, I, I didn't like the first one very much so I wasn't that excited about the second one and it has one or two things I enjoyed but I just walked out going that was just you know empty. I just, felt just, empty. just very like I, I'm avoiding those Spider-Man movies with a 10 foot pole I just I'm over Spider-Man it's just one thing where I mean I just people do you know their jobs and that's the thing it's like a punch clock you know kind of thing where there's like yeah I'm in I, I like the look of Electro I will say that and I liked um, you know a couple set pieces or ideas but overall it just it, whatever direction they're trying to go in and I think it's it's definitely failing at the box office but I think with fans they're just not interested in, and Spider-Man was never my favorite character or the most important property in, you know, my comic world, Mm -hmm. Um, especially since I left the big two a long, long time ago. But I think it's one of those things where people have been able to bring it back or revive, like we talked about Guardians, you know, not a particularly, that was a gamble, and it works with Spider-Man supposed to be a surefire thing. It just didn't work. So for me, that was the other one. And then the one that I kind of wrestled with and I still have I recently I bought it for like $5 on blue because I enjoy it enough but I really wrestled <laughs> no pun intended with Godzilla mm. I, I I liked it but just not enough to absolutely adore it I, I the pacing especially and the way it and um, you know the payoff at the end yeah I was glad they got back to it um, I've never been the biggest godzilla kaiju fan but i in comparison to like pacific rim or something i just felt like 
it, well, I was it, just angry there was no Matthew Broderick. Well, so I, we, we can spend a little bit of time. Exam- so what sure, exactly was it about Godzilla that you didn't like? I mean, I, I've heard a few different things. Like people didn't like uh, that he was fighting generic monsters or the human story didn't grab you and you wish there was more monster. No, it's. I mean, I, I definitely think when you're talking about Godzilla, it's like they, you know, some people said when they saw the trailers originally or read the brief synopsis, they were like, "I'm glad Godzilla is going back circular to the more serious, um, you know, social aspects of the original film, talking about a post Hiroshima Nagasaki Japan and you know the dangers of of playing God and what we might unleash and stuff by." you know these kinds of things and it 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 worked it's just that i mean yeah you want to see big monsters fighting i mean i think that's a big part of it and it can be in a serious story and still work i you know pacific ring to pacific rim to me didn't have much of a story obviously but it works but with godzilla it just the exposition just went way too long it was a film that was too long it should have been a 90 minute um, and it still could have had all that. It just kept going and going and going. I, I yeah, I will say uh, I went to see Godzilla and I fell asleep watching it. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna say I hate the movie. It was just a movie that was just there for me. See, and I liked it. But it's not on one of my lists. Yeah. It wasn't there where I was going, oh, should I put Godzilla yeah, on the list? Yeah, it's a movie that was just, like, there. I mean, I, I, do I don't think feel it was I was looking spots. forward to it in any way, but it was like, I saw it, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And Well, especially like what Kirby said, coming off uh, the tales of uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, Pacific like, oh, Rim, we, I we feel, is a much, like a much better movie yeah. than Godzilla. But I think I look forward to it, and I think that that's where we're talking about the disappointment. I mean, there's tons of films, but I, I mean, it's just jaded, narcissistic, you know, cinephile now. But I've reached a point where I'm just not that excited to see many movies anymore. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to go for like a summer blockbuster, yeah, I was disappointed. And yeah. that's what it boils yeah, down to. Sure. Uh, in terms of the movie I was most disappointed by, uh, it's honestly, it's a movie I thought I wouldn't like. And then, uh, and you can't, you can't bring branded back into no, the no, no, no. It's okay. a movie I thought I wouldn't like. <laughs> and then I saw it and then just like, I've struggled with how I feel about this. Movie. It's the RoboCop remake, <laughs> which oh, I pick. really feel could have been a good movie if it didn't have anything to do with robocop i i feel like there were the germs there of an original movie and robocop just kind of got stabbed into it like it could have just been an original movie and like it says it has a lot of interesting social commentary with uh um samuel jackson's character Mm -hmm. um that like speaks to the now and then there's a lot of uh, interesting changes they made by making Murphy like uh, not like a zombie, but, like, you know, like in the first Robo- the original RoboCop, he dies. Here, they were able to save him with uh, modern technology, but basically, he's owned by a corporation. And you're like, what makes a person? And you know, they they keep him doped up to, so his emotions don't take over. And then there's a the whole thing about drone warfare. These are all things that I felt like it was touching in interesting ways. But then they had to put in the RoboCop elements to mm-hmm. make it a remake that kept derailing the more interesting story. And from what I've read. Um, uh, the production kind of had a lot of issues with that. Like, oh, we need to make this more mainstream or, 
you know, it's really a, a movie that feels like it's fighting with itself. Where, sure. where it's like it could have been a good movie, and then it just sort of became a movie that was just there. I feel all the stuff with the classic RoboCop, where and it gets to that in the end because you feel like they want to launch this into a franchise, and it's not going to happen. But it feels like all the stuff with the tactical RoboCop is just filler. Like, when you're watching a movie and you're like, this is filler to make it a mainstream movie. Because there's, an, like, an interesting story element that they're, like, wrestling with. And um, it has really good casting. Michael Keaton is kind of, like, this, like, uh, CEO who's, like, an interesting character until, like, he has a, you know, character by plot where like he has to turn evil for no reason it doesn't right. feel earned at all um and i feel like the the elements between him and his wife and his child were also really interesting mm-hmm. so when the movie was over i was just thinking like i want to like this but i don't because honestly like the robocop stuff just doesn't fit in the movie you know and it's just it's disappointing on multiple levels oh, I, I refuse to see it yeah and then well for the basis that you know one of the greatest yeah no robocop is one of my favorite made. movies yeah robocop and it was pg-13 and they're taking kind of some say. liberties with it yeah. and you know they're doing this or that or whatever then i saw it and i actually didn't mind it exactly for all the same reasons that you were saying yeah and i didn't like it for the exactly the same reasons that you were saying as well yeah but i i'm still like kind of teetering towards but see, the good that's I what i mean like, it's a disappointment because either you want to like it or you want to articulate it's, why it's terrible right but and it's, it's not still, it's just like a yeah, stillbirth or right. something but you it's know? still better i'm sorry i'm sorry Kirby. just one last no, thing no, please it's man. still so better than total recall remake uh, well which a is total recall a, is another len, len weissman abortion like it's the bill nye slumming again late term yeah so sorry but it was just terrible yeah just terrible just a waste this actually you know robocop actually had some you know interesting elements to yeah and, it, and that's least. but at the same time i can't like it enough to recommend okay. it yep. yeah no fair enough yeah. yeah no that's what i was gonna hit on besides the pg-13 thing which is always a big uh, you know because a lot of the elements that uh i agree with both you on that made it an interesting idea that you know it, it worked it you know it didn't have to be r-rated to enjoy those those pieces right um and that but that's the end though of what i thought about that film is i don't remember most of it and the things that stick out uh one of which i will say is an incredibly awesome opening scene the whole um you know kind of prelude to the movie is is very well done but the only other thing i really liked about besides talking about the human aspect of the the murphy character and how he uh, adapts it that's something where the exposition really worked yeah the part where he sees himself that he's just pieces oh yeah, yeah and that, the way that they was visually really frightening was really actually scary yeah and um I mean, I really enjoyed that. If it could have been that visceral, I mean, obviously it wouldn't have worked, but that's actually the Verho- yeah. Verhoeven spirit besides the gleeful ultraviolence, which obviously was what prevented yeah. it <laughs> from getting, a, a, you know, or from what kept it at a PG-13. But it's it's one of those things where there's just not enough of that I, discussion. I, I'll also say I really thought Joel Kinnaman was terribly miscast as Murphy. Like, I couldn't relate to him at all. And I feel like the reason RoboCop the original works is because you saw the human elements of Peter Weller's character yeah. really on. Right. And there wasn't any point in the no. remake where I was like, I 
want i see this guy as a human being right so jumping around on our list i think the next thing well let's do this one really quickly just so mm-hmm. we can get all the way through um uh, this doesn't need much yeah yeah this is a what uh short. so we've talked about some terrible movies what's a movie that you saw this year and let's just do this in a like just title and move on that you did, haven't seen and you never want to see that came out this year. I got I got the two heavy hitters. Okay. I'm just going to get them out of the way. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. And the Transformers Age of Extinction. Yeah, I never need to see that. What, what about you, Kirby? I'm going to have to go with Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh, my God, yeah. And uh, I just want to unfortunately say I did see Devil's Do. Oh. Really, really wish I hadn't. Speaking of abortions, <laughs> yeah uh to me it's amazing spider-man 2 and just the hobbit the five armies just because like i'm just kind of over over those yeah um but you know it's you know and just on the flip side of that what's a movie that came out the past year that you really wanted to see and didn't get around to seeing it well we mentioned it um in the the first podcast or the one right before this when we were talking about the um the best of list uh john wick is on my list just because i've been hearing it from so many people like i have to go see it yeah and then uh the dance of reality I just oh never that, got around that's to a good it. one i really need to see that yeah i really i want to see that too um what about you kirby you know, it's it's really hard for the ones I want to see. There's just so many. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely say a couple of ones that we talked about. Um, the one I actually really want to see, too, or two on the more mainstream tip was Birdman and Boyhood. Just oh, heard yeah. nothing but great things about both. Uh, but really what I'm kind of sad and disappointed myself is that I haven't seen enough of the independent horror I've heard so many good things about. Um, a couple of them being The Guest, Blue Ruin, uh, Cold in July, um, Houses That October Built, Clown. Um, I actually really wanted to see the there was a double dose of Bigfoot found footage with Exists and Willow Creek, and I never saw that either. And uh, I love oh, Willow Creek. I, I want uh, to see that. Is that the Bobcat? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just, I love cryptozoology and horror, so. Yeah. But I mean, it's just that there's so many of those, and that's where I'm hoping yeah. on our VOD tip to see a lot. Yeah, I, I really wanted to see uh, Big Eyes, and yeah. hopefully I'll see that pretty soon, and uh, Babadook. So those oh, are, yeah, I want to see. Yeah, I want those are two right there. See, yeah. um, so now we'll get to some I think that we're going to spend a little more time on since we flew through those just to hit on everything in this podcast uh you know we talked a lot about in our first podcast like what was the best sort of uh cult classic or what what's a cult classic or what is indie a cult movie classic? um but what's a movie that came out in 2014 that you think has like cult classic underground hit written all over it Adam oh well I I <laughs> I just I kept this down to one title, so I'll be the easy one. Wolf Cop. Wolf. Yeah, you know I've heard a lot about that movie, and I, I'm interested in seeing it. I wanted. It's to, from the Astron Six people, right? I, yeah, I wanted to hate it. I but I, had, I feel I had like nothing, I would. That's why I haven't seen it. I had nothing better to do, and I wanted to just criticize every second of it. But you know what? By the end of it, I wanted Wolf Cop Two. Okay, and of course they have that lead up where it's like you know Wolf Cop Two coming soon, or I can't remember what the tagline was. It might have been Electric <laughs> Wolf Cop or something, you know. Wolf Cop Two Electric Boogaloo. Yes, uh, but uh, you know what? It, it it starts out 
to where you just really want to hate it and you just know like every single beat that's going to happen but then all of a sudden it becomes so self-aware and just goes with the flow and then it just starts going over the top by the end of it you're just like i'm all about wolf cop Mm. and it's 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 uh it's independent uh it's grassroots it's you know it's not a huge budget film but you can tell that it was made by people that love doing prosthetics and i thought they did a really good job it's fun yeah. and it's stupid. That's definitely a cult classic. Yeah. yeah. It's well, what about you, Kirby? Well, you know, it's 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 interesting. I I you know I coming out of left field like a wolf cop or something. See, I'm thinking more of the mainstream, but that's I guess can lend itself to discussion. A quick aside of whether or not you know with the glut of films that we just talked about. I mean, with a cult classic, like Victor said, I mean, it used to be something that was earned. You really, you know, Mm -hmm. you had to be, it it was that you were in the inner circle and then the rest of the world found out about it down the line or a select group of people. Because, I mean, I see a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a cult classic down the line. Well, that's like the same people who say like Star Wars is like a science fiction, you know, like, oh, that's such a nerdy movie, but it's so mainstream. Exactly. So it's, it's a difficult one. But then I kind of think of a film in the mainstream like uh, Edge of Tomorrow that I think will people down the line are really going to like that and, you know, want to talk about it. But when you really talk about the cult classic stuff, like in the traditional mold we're talking about, I do see a film like Snowpiercer becoming a, a, a kind of like a I don't it's weird that I wouldn't I wouldn't pick something that was close to it. And it's it's a narrative or style. But I look at films almost like a old Jim Henson kind of movies. I think that's going to be a film like a, uh, a labyrinth or something down the line that people are going to be like, wow, this was really interesting or a, even more accurate, probably more accurate, like a blade runner, but mm-hmm. just those kinds of films. I mean, I'm going off in a couple different directions. So, you know, usually par for the course, but I do think that it really comes down to that. We are an evolving world of what is a cult classic. And, and I think that that is, it makes it really difficult to ascertain. So say something like Wolf cop, you're probably more correct because that's truly under. Well, we're we're going to have to assume that it's going to find a following. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that's an interesting way to put it too. So it, um, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of films. I think that there's just so many films that makes it difficult to say. So I'll target the easy stuff, but on the 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 uh, you know, there's just there's just too much out there now. No, so and it like, makes it harder. Yeah, and like we were saying, even just with like the first podcast that we did, like what makes a cult classic as opposed to an underground gem, it's it's really up to interpretation. Yeah, what's a cult classic to you is a cult classic to somebody else, or you know, not at all. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, so. I, honestly, t- my pick was uh, my pick was Edge of Tomorrow, just because uh, it, it meets the criteria of a cult classic the way that like a Fight Club would. You know, the movie was not financially successful at the box office and um you know when it came out on video they retitled it which is like <laughs> so kiss weird. of doom yeah yeah like i've seen a few best of lists that are like oh one of my favorites is live die repeat edge of tomorrow and it's like that's not what it's called you know but uh i think it's an interesting movie i mean uh it's not your typical tom cruise movie uh, emily blunt i really feel is like the breakout in that movie mm-hmm. and True. i feel it's very rewatchable um and you know on that same tip um you know there's a lot of uh 
a lot of movies that we watch during the year that aren't brand new releases, but uh, that are new in terms of being out there to watch. Um, and there were a lot of interesting releases and uh, in home media and uh, video that uh, people have been jonesing for for a long time. Like uh, Anchor Bay put out this uh, Halloween box set that has like every single Halloween movie ever from every studio, which we'll probably not see again happen for a major no, release no in ver- very many years. It even has like, you know, the vaunted Halloween 6 producer cut which was only a bootleg you could only get that at yeah, i mean just think of all the licensing yeah. nightmare that just it's, had to be yeah all and it's not with. super expensive considering everything you're getting you're even getting the first two movies in the remake and then um also uh in that same scream factory also put out uh you know the nightbreed director uh cabal cut which you know oh, director's cut yeah cut, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's something that, you know, has been like, is that ever going to happen? You know, and then um, I think the other big re-release was, uh, I think, MPI uh, put out the the brand new transfer of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, remastered. It's almost like a brand new movie. So there's a lot of new stuff that came out just this year that's like new in that sense and you know i mean i i think of the best of we're going to talk about that for a second like i without even saying it i mean even though i'm not a huge michael myers guy um i think probably the best home media reviews has to be the halloween box that just because that's probably never going to happen again right that's definitive yeah well, I, I think from that it's and you already mentioned the Nightbreed limited edition box set that that was like you know number one on my list, but it, I think like this last year I've been seeing a you know shout out to Mark Dobler hope he's feeling better and doing well uh, I have been seeing him posting these box sets that he's been getting and there's the uh, the 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 rise and the dawn of the planet of the apes it's um, Caesar's head oh I yeah. saw that, that at Costco it just looks so yeah. beautiful there's that one and he also had a predator one I don't know if that came out this year if that's like an earlier I don't know, one but I know if you go to Costco you can get Boy, the, that yeah Caesar and I was one. I was out at Costco with my dad and they had like a whole table just filled with box sets yeah I know some of them just didn't come out this year you know they had the breaking bad one and and different stuff like that the Willy Wonka one but yeah but how much more like they're putting into these box sets that's just absolutely gorgeous and oh yeah and the so willy wonka wanting. one is really impressive you just well we have we have the wizard of oz one uh-huh. and it's just incredible you open it up it's just like Ooh. yeah because i i'm getting to be a sucker for buying these i have the willy wonka one and i have the uh the dark knight ultimate collector's edition that mondo put together like a year ago has all these cards inside jock drew and it's just like wow i mean i'm i already own this movie in so many different forms but it's just like i'm just that's it i never have to get it again yep but that's the most important part i own this film in so many forms (laughs) i mean if you really were to look at my collection i mean the the staggering amount of I mean, definitely, I would still say that we were talking about that with Halloween coming out. People are like, how am I going to buy this again? And it's like, yeah, but this is, I mean, for the time being, I mean, definitive. I mean, mm-hmm. just the amount of effort. And I, I got to give it up to uh, not only uh, the the mainstream studios who are, are finally catching on to this, but all the independents. I mean, 
you know, I just like seeing Shout Factor. I went to the 35 Years of Terror. It was a big Halloween convention. Yeah, um, was Victor there was too. there too, and it was they had a Shout Factory panel, and I mean, you know, they talked about how they get these films and the work it takes, and you know, and I'm not even talking just restoration efforts. If you've gotten to see those like classic films, it's amazing. But mm-hmm. I mean, there, if I were to look at my list here of you know top stuff released, I mean, they're putting out the bulk of it. Um, there's some other ones, but um, I am a huge sucker for box sets and and for special editions, and um, because I think that that's what I want. I want a little something extra. I love the feeling of of you know things like steel books, and I mean some of the more the the lower price points. And I like Ninja books personally. I, yeah. I don't know why I just really got into those. It's just you know I have a Battle Royal one uh, that Anchor Bay put out a few years ago. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I have all the kubrick ones all the dark knight ones i just i like the feel of them you know <laughs> but it's a love of the physical media yeah. and that's it's nice to see people putting in love and attention into it and i mean there's just so many amazing ones but it's um yeah the halloween one the friday the 13th one uh was pretty pretty good and um you know but it's nice to see but i mean like the nightbreed one people were complaining and i'm like you it, with the price point on it which has fluctuated and i mean you know there's some people very upset because it went to netflix but it's you know if you're a fan of nightbreed like i was i grew up with it i'm a huge clyde barker fan i know adam is as well um and it's just one of those things been waiting so long to see this and to see it done so beautifully and with so much love and effort and yeah. so many great bonus yeah. features yeah, all too. those bonuses yeah so yeah and i i guess here's where we can jump in and thinking like you know there's a lot of cool shit that came out for the film nerd you know from companies like death waltz records one way static mondo NECA, you know like action figures and you know we can talk a little bit now in terms of what what are your favorite like like film related uh, ephemera <laughs> that came out in 2014 uh start with you adam if you want oh start with me I know Kirby has quite the list. Yeah, <laughs> mine's gonna go on forever. So I mean, I, this is mostly like the grab bag sort of stuff yeah, that we're looking what, yeah. for. Okay, I only have like three things on there because there's 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 only so many things this year that really kind of spoke to me that I got really excited about, especially when I was exposed to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Constantine, the TV show. Yeah. For as much flack that has got even before it started airing. I haven't seen all the episodes. I'm only maybe about three of them in, so I'm They're still good. catching it, it up. It gets better. But I, well, I thought from the get-go, I thought it was really good. Well, I didn't like um, Lucy Griffiths because I hated her on True Blood. So I'm kind of glad that they like realized she wasn't working <laughs> and just knocked her out and got uh, the new girl character, Zed. And that works way better for me. But I mean, just I, Thank I, God I, I was campaign worked out there for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just really Repetition. happy so far with what they did. Um, as and then there was a video game, I, uh, Alien Isolation. I've heard a lot of good things. Scares about the that. living shit out of me. Uh, but it's on boy, my list that as was well. Such a good game. That Beautiful. was just so so Detailed. well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really immersed you in the world. Like just right right after that post, you know, Alien World, the, the original. Uh, yeah, especially Ridley since Scott world. I had heard the last Aliens video game, Colonial Marines, was really wow, bad. The last few of them have just been yeah. disasters. And then my final one is is back to TV. 
I don't know if you guys watched South Park. Yeah. But this last season was so brilliantly oh, done. Oh, it was very experimental. For They I, were tying in each and yeah. every episode into one. It's the first time they've ever done it, and I yeah. wondered if it was just like satirizing how serialized shows are but it was really funny how they tied in yeah. everything it's the first time like i actually sat there and going oh you know well especially once it got toward the end you saw that they were tying everything together that it it was more interesting than it's been in years i think mm-hmm. as opposed to just like taking you know a nugget of one show because it's controversial at the time but incorporating you know a whole season into one but satirizing that i i was all for it i thought they did a brilliant job as they normally do when they when they tackle yeah. subjects like that, so um, I think I think for me, my favorite like sort of grab bag things that have been uh, happening in terms of like uh, releases this year is a lot of the stuff that uh, NECA and DC Collectibles have been doing because uh, you know for the longest time like a movie would come out and there'd be like you know a soundtrack and then maybe like a like an action figure line. It's like yeah, we expect it. It's going to be road or whatever. Um, DC Collectibles, it used to be DC Direct, um, they uh, make specialty figures for DC properties. And usually Mattel has a master toy license for making these sorts of things. They've dropped the ball big time. Mm-hmm. Um, so DC has been like making like awesome figures for like all the past few Arkham video games. And um, this past year, they like uh, had made like this... Uh, 13 inch Solomon Grundy figure from uh, a Batman Arkham City that can hold like the seven inch bat. Like (laughs) everything is to scale. They've been making these giant figures. They're coming out with Clayface next year that's going to be, I guess, like almost a 17 inch figure in scale to everything in the line. Oh, cool. And, you know, this year they've been doing a lot of these figures in scale. They did like a 13 inch Dark Side. They did like a 12 inch Batman with his thrash armor from the latest uh greg capullo scott snyder arc that just these things are like massive and they cost a lot of money but i realize i'm paying that because i want to have like something of well, quality and i bet the detail is just oh yeah out of, it's out of great this world. you know yeah. and they've been doing figures from arrow i just got one uh the black canary uh that's played by uh katie lots on the TV show, or she was played, spoiler. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she was also great in another movie I saw this year, The Machine, that I meant to put on my best of list. But um, that figure is great, and it looks, looks, looks really realistic. Um, and uh, NECA, like, has just gone, like, way crazy into creating awesome collectibles this year. They're starting to do these, like, um, like ultimate edition figures they just put out a freddy from uh, a nightmare on elm street it's like the definitive edition it comes in a box that like uh has the movie poster on it it has like multiple heads a dead skin mask like it's amazing as kirby molest i'm actually uh victor was kind enough here to uh gift me with one <laughs> and uh it is it, it definitive is an understatement their line for this is just if you're a Fred head, this yeah. is absolutely necessary. No, and in 2015, apparently, they're also going to do an ultimate edition of uh, Leatherface and an Ash. Um, and then the other thing that uh, NEC has been doing that I think is really awesome has been uh, their video game figures. And it's a way to give, like these licenses like another shot in the arm like you know like they'll have the license to do a movie but then they'll do like a retro 80s video game version of it with like a custom paint job and nintendo style graphics and they did one for um 
Jason like two years ago they ended up being like a huge hit and then this year they did um they did uh Freddy from Nightmare on Elm Street and then they did uh Batman from the like the Sunsoft game which I hated it was so hard to play when I was a kid but um and Robocop too yeah Robocop and then they scaled down the uh their 18 inch Batman figure and I guess Warner Brothers was so like impressed by it. They're like, "Oh, why don't you make an '89 Keaton Batman and we'll bundle it on Blu-ray and you can do the you can sell the Blu-ray and give the figure away, you know?" And they got around Mattel's master toy license. It's like the best <laughs> Batman figure like made in like years. It looks exactly like the Michael Keaton '89 Batman. So these are like I'm a big toy guy, and to me these are like. Stuff and it, the packaging for it looks like the Toy Biz figure from nineteen. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The packaging was really nice. You know, one. so I'm kind of I'm I'm really impressed. We're kind of living this golden age where like they're really catering to nerds like me who like love nostalgia, but also like high high end collectibles. So that's one of the things I'm really into. Yeah, so, without yeah. paying sideshow prices. Exactly. <laughs> Although I'm I'm Although very tempted to get into uh, sideshows. Uh, uh, court of the dead statues i'm like i've been so close to pulling the trigger on getting uh the gethsemane one because i've seen it monster palooza and son of monster palooza and yeah, i really want it. yeah, yeah so and then kirby yeah i'll try to blaze through this <laughs> yeah, as fast got, like, as i possibly minutes left so, uh <laughs> real quick uh i mentioned um my favorite film uh for 2014 again is found my favorite horror movie it was finally released um it is absolutely awesome pick it up uh the ones we mentioned nightbreed halloween texas chainsaw 40th anniversary awesome um two tv shows that came out i just want to say was definitely the twin peaks complete mystery on blue i i oh that's so good you mentioned that i really want to get that yeah and uh kind of a left field kind of one for me is that batman 66 is finally released it's mm-hmm. not at a price i'm willing to pay oh yet, yeah no but um, two years from now two years from now <laughs> I, I will be excited to own it um i did grow up um an oddball one uh I, i'm a big collector of code red label dvds um they put out one of my favorite underrated underground gems uh from the <laughs> 80s is neon maniacs on blu-ray um, Vault of Horror was released on Cut from Shout Factory. Curtains was finally released on Blu-ray with tons of bonus features from Synapse, one of the better John Vernon performances of all time, one of the greatest mm-hmm. character actors. And for, I'm not an audio, or um, like an AV guy, but the uh, the picture on the Twilight Time release of the 1988 version of The Blob is awesome. And, you know, I gotta give a lot of love to Criterion, of course, too, but uh, the Scanners Blu-ray oh, sticks yeah. out yeah. most Oh, God, that was such a good release. I'm so happy I got that. Um, other than that, just real quick, uh, my favorite band released a new record uh, called Earth Crisis, a uh, metalcore band from Syracuse, New York. They mm-hmm. put out a new record called Salvation of the Innocents. And really cool is they did a comic book tie-in with the comic series Liberator, um, which is, you know, they're a vegan band, and uh, I am vegan as well. And it was really interesting. I've never, you know, really don't see, still see bands do it. It's usually big metal bands or something. For them to do it on a lower, uh, independent level was really awesome. Uh, so that's why I want to mention uh, Victor Brob Death Waltz and um, you know uh, Waxwork One Way Stack uh, Perseverance La Land Tra they're all awesome but um, Waxwork I want to say I really enjoyed their uh, Trick or Treat um, score I, I love that score um, uh, Adam mentioned Isolation I also want to say The Walking Dead Season Two game from Telltale Games is yeah, I've heard that absolutely, absolutely beautiful and. Uh, 
as you can see, my bank account is sincerely draining. <laughs> um, the only thing comic-wise, um, I loved a, a new series that came out called Sheltered. Uh, if you love, it's actually not post-apocalyptic, it's pre-apocalyptic. Uh, one of my favorite series, Crossed, has got Alan Moore writing again, a new series called 100. Um, they put out a new Garge Pill kids comic that i'm really excited about i just bought like 20 blank covers for that by the way <laughs> putting your orders now yeah. um, and then i i i had to stop buying toys there's just oh, too much, so much but i cannot uh agree enough with victor that the quality i've i budgeted down to maybe a couple hundred bucks a year and yes that is lowered from my original that investment so much That's more really than that <laughs> but uh yeah good stuff so let me ask you about this about like the toys and how it like uh intricate and beautiful they're becoming do you think it's ever and well and with like technology and and how everything's being pushed and everything's online and all that stuff and with 3d printers being like the future mm -hmm. do you think someday you'll be able to download the new batman arkham asylum you know variant figure and then print it on your own 3D printer. I mean, I assume that'll happen one day, but what I see is there's a lot of third-party, they call them third-party uh, accessories manufacturers. They'll like sculpt heads or 3D print accessories for ex existing figures, and that's what I think will be more likely to happen. First? Yeah. Like, that'll become much more common before Or will that. we just all become eventually like Star Trek and have... No, because... I want our hot coffee. I, I, I've seen a few, like places that'll like oh send us your picture and we'll digitally scan to a picture onto an action figure for you and they use like it's usually like a static figure then it looks like very sandy because of you know right it, it's soft mm -hmm. you know so i think as 3d printing becomes more mainstream and as uh vector you know the 3d imaging files become more exact maybe we'll see that happen I 20 years 30 years probably a 10 if, yeah i'd say it's like 15 20 10 to 20 years. years plus i mean the thing with 3d printers i mean i'm not by no means any kind of expert but i do need do know you need all of course all the quality parts yeah i mean if you want to make something i mean that's what people are investing in that's the higher price points for stuff but maybe this is a class war comment but i mean in the end or it is part of the collectibles it's part of this culture i freely admit to is because i have the money to do it mm -hmm. yeah, i think exactly. it's going to become a it's a coach gucci coached bag you know kind of thing no i it's i will buy article. i buy like accessories for action figures to make them more authentic you know like yeah. sometimes the people are in canada or like the philippines they'll get like an ecw shirt for a wrestling figure or something mm -hmm. yeah so i mean i think there's there's that homemade kind of quality of it that people i mean the custom figures is a big market and when we're specifically talking about that but i think people are going to want especially as the products are increasing in quality there is going to be an authenticity it's like buying a print uh like a print uh, art print i mean people are paying places like mondo you know outrageous sums right but it is the authenticity that that is an actual print so it, 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 and that's a whole nother discussion, but oh, yeah. just a real quick, but I think that that's where it is. Yeah, lies. I was just curious. Yeah. It just kind yeah. of popped in my head thinking like, it's a great, great, yeah. great question. Well, I mean, on that same tip, like, I guess we can finish it off by saying like, what are we all looking forward to in 2015? I mean, that's right here. I mean, I have my short little list and I'll run through it right now. So just, we yep. can finish up in time. Um, in terms of home video releases, I'm really looking forward to the beyond on Blu-ray. Uh, from uh, Grindhouse releasing. They're also putting out uh, Duke Mitchell's uh, Massacre Mafia style, 
which I, I've seen before and it's really funny and I'm looking forward to getting that. Uh, from DC Collectibles, I'm really looking forward to their Arkham City Clayface figure. I'm also looking forward to their Batman Arkham Knight action figure line. I'm looking forward to Batman <laughs> Arkham Knight next year for uh, Xbox One and PlayStation 4. I don't own either of those systems yet, but I'm sure I'll end up buying one just so I can so play this, that So this game. is basically Victor's uh, Christmas list for next year. That he's, that he's <laughs> yeah, I'm for. sure I'll buy them all before that happens. And uh, Mondo is starting to do action figures too. I'm really looking forward to their Iron Giant, although I'm sure it's going to be like super expensive and I won't be able to afford it. But I'm still excited for God, that. That'd be, that'd be really cool. Oh yeah, it's like they it, did the bolt already and a couple other things, right? Yeah, they did the little Mikey, which is based on uh, Mike Mitchell's artwork, where he's hold. It's a little uh, stat, like static figure of a uh, Michelangelo, and he's holding a Ninja Turtles ice cream pop. It's super cute, but it was like a hundred and fifty dollars or something. Um, so I didn't get it. If it had been like maybe like fifty or sixty, I probably would have pulled the trigger. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm just really looking forward to those. And just in terms of movies coming out, um, age of Ultron, obviously. Uh, yeah. Oh, I would. Yeah. For me, it's just, it's a quick list and it's kind of an expected list, I suppose. Uh, you know, there's star Wars episode seven, cautiously optimistic, the force awakens, (laughs) uh, I, my A number one is Mad Max Fury Road. I've been yes, waiting for this yes. freaking movie to come out. I'm glad they're taking their time with it. I'm glad that they believe in George Miller and he is so far. Those those goddamn trailers are the most amazing things that just give I me know, the I love that these craziest the goosebumps. Theme song for oh, us. it's just so good. <laughs> Jurassic World looks cheesy enough for me to just like it. I think Chris Pratt is going to probably kind of suck me into it. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, of course. Uh, Inside Out, which is a new Pixar flick. And then for TV, there's Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. Good one. Good which one. I have to uh, look forward to in the in the next year. Kirby? For me, um, definitely, I talked about, this is like the third time I mentioned the film Found. They, um, <laughs> But to segue into kind of interesting thing is I've gotten really into um, crowdfunding stuff in the last year or two, and um, they're crowdfunding a film. They There's a film within the film Found um, uh, and uh, called Headless that they're actually trying to make into a, a feature-length film. I'm interested to see what happens with that. Um, supporting that, um, I was able to back. There's going to be... Uh, this year is the 30th anniversary of Garbage Pail Kids, which uh, oh, yeah, I mean, garbage. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be called 30 Years of Garbage, and it's yeah. got all the, the living original artists, um, John Pound, Tom Bunk, as well as a lot of the great guys, Brent Engstrom, uh, Jeff Zapata, all those guys, uh, Mark Pingator, are all going to be involved. And I'm just really, I'm, I've really got rekindled my love of GPK the last few years. Oh, yeah. yeah, Mark Pingator is going to be at um, uh, Phoenix Con, Phoenix yeah, Comic Con yeah. this year. Yeah, he's he's just an awesome guy. So it's exciting. Um, another crowdfunding interesting one was um, they're going to do a. I love the series Crossed. I know it's a very love hate one, but I enjoy it uh, a lot. The comic series, and they're going to do a new one called DOA, um, and uh, they're actually going to try to turn it into a web series. And yeah. I'm really interested didn't see how that works um love it or hate it uh because it's still kind of minimal i'm really excited for phantasm 5 oh, Ravager. Yeah, Ravager. Yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. really excited for that um oh yeah and just uh since this will probably come out after january 9th um just on that same tip a uh, good friend of ours uh brian polito who is also the creator of lady death um 
since uh, he is launching a Kickstarter for his, uh, since he actually now owns Lady Death and he's self-publishing through Coffin Comics, he's uh, launching a Kickstarter for the next Lady Death series called Chaos Reigns, and you should be able to find out about that on Kickstarter and on LadyDeathUniverse.com. So he's a righteous dude. Definitely support him. A um, couple other ones: uh, Guillermo del Toro doing Crimson Peak. Uh, very tepid about Insidious Chapter Three, but uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm over Insidious. I gotta <laughs> I'll say. give it a shot. Um, <laughs> interesting one. I saw Preservation. Sounds interesting. Um, it's funny. I grew up at the tail end, but I'm kind of interested in they're going to reboot Goosebumps as a film. So, oh gosh, so that's kind of right. interesting to me. Uh, I, I yeah, throw it out there. Yeah. Um, and if I don't know if it ever got released, Victor's the VOD master, but I'm I'm really waiting for Green Inferno. No, it's still not out there. Still not out. I want to see that. I know you love cannibal movies. The yeah. went bankrupt. Um, and then of course Avengers, Star Wars, uh, Mad Max. Uh, there's so many releases on that are going to be coming out. Shout Factory, Synapse, Code Red, all's label we kind of talked about before i can't even name them all but yeah. uh, we'll, just, we'll just have to hit them when they start coming out yeah definitely um, but yeah just uh 2015 is looking to be an amazing year so very hyped on it yeah and i think we hit on everything we we're pretty much going to talk about the best of 2014 the worst of 2014 and things we're looking forward to in 2015 and you know we've got a lot more to say on cult classics and uh cult following mm -hmm. Uh, so check us out at Cult Classics every third Saturday. Cult Classics AZ. Check us. Check out our podcast here. Our archives should be up on our website, uh, which I think is going to be cultfollowing.co. We'll know for sure soon. And uh, you can always uh, check everything we're doing out on facebook.com slash cult classics az right now you're probably listening to our awesome theme music by oh john mapes you can find his stuff at johnmapes.com. old buddy of mine up in minnesota yeah enjoying this sweet goblin music we're listening to <laughs> right now and uh as always stay scary and join us again at cult following I am Victor Marino. Oh, I'm Matt Murkowski. Kirby Nelson. And we'll catch you on the flip side.